Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Hello and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast. I am your host, Right Worshipful Brother George Marjorie, and with me tonight, Worshipful Brother Joe, Brother Daniel, Worshipful Brother Ken, Brother Rocco, Worshipful Brother Jack. We have the entire brew crew here with us tonight, so we're going to get right into it. Let's start from the top. A couple shout outs. Um, first thing I want to do is again, plug our sponsor, www.pondthepoint.com. He's got pins. You don't. Or he's got uh, challenge coins as well. Don't need to be a mason to buy one. You know, Easter just came, but you know what? Also, uh, isn't Father's Day in June or something like that? What's yep. the next best holiday? Memorial Day. You can get them for uh, for Mason's birthdays. Anything you want. Also, want to uh, plug our own www.thefreemasonspodcast.com. We have shirts. We have shit. Go on there. Check it out. Uh, there's two discount codes: FM Podcast and OG Listeners. You can definitely put that in to get yourself something. All right, let's get into shout-outs. We're going to go with the new likes we have on Facebook, Jason Souls. If I said that wrong, Souls, I apologize. Marcus DeBoard, Jake Hester. So, brethren, right hand arms. 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 Ready. 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 Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Vivat! 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 That was perfect. We've never gotten it on a first shot. We're on, never. brothers. <laughs> it's all these past masters in the room. That's what it is. We've all done this once Yeah, that was pretty good. All right. It's all the past masters in the room. Yes. And I'm telling you right now, I'm already titling the episode of this Battle of the Masters. I was actually going to call it Battle of the Bastards originally because, in, you know, in Game of Thrones, Battle yeah. of the Bastards, that was cool. But. My mom would take offense. Yeah. <laughs> she listens to every podcast. In the she really? yeah. She's listened to a few and she scolded me a few times for certain things that I've said. Awesome. I'm like, eh. All right. Dean Smith. I uh, don't know if he's a brother. I think he is, but he sent us a gift up here, and I actually I gotta find mine. Hold on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, it said worshipful brother. So I think he's a worshipful brother. He is a worshipful brother, I believe. He sent a gift, and I just want to show. Uh, first off, if everybody looks up, everybody here at the podcast can look up. He sent the a package to the lodge, and it said right. I don't think right worshipful brother George Madri on the package and everything. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, open it up. He said he, he told me he was sending something here. And uh, I just, you know, I opened the package and I pulled out the first piece of paper. And I, you know, start reading it. And he's basically, you know, I make these things and this is something I want to give to the podcast. Uh, but it's all wrapped in fucking polar paper, which is hysterical. <laughs> so, 
I'm looking at and he had everything wrapped individually in polar paper. Oh, that's awesome. That is freaking awesome. That's good. That's great. But uh, he actually, I'm going to pass this around the table. He makes pens out of acacia wood. Ooh. And it's actually Masonic wow. pens. That's nice. Yeah, they're pretty impressive. Yeah, they're pretty really, nice. Really? So, uh, really nice. I could yeah, it's a nice a pen. pen. Like and I uh, just want to thank him for, for sending that up here. And again, thank you for anything that you guys send up here. We appreciate the support. We would thank you for the for being a listener and supporting us. It uh, Rocco don't walk away with that fucking pen, dude. <laughs> but uh, we really do appreciate it. With that being said... Uh, so I first want to toast it's really impressive. Brother Dean Smith for sending up the gift here. Brethren, right hand arms. Arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Viva. 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 Awesome. All right. Next thing I want to move into is uh, talking to brother Michael Alchin, who is in Australia. We got into a conversation, and he basically said, as soon as I get to the conversation, good day, brother. It's Anzac Day on Thursday the 25th. Do you reckon you could do a shout-out for Anzacs? A-N-Z-A-C. It's a big deal in Australia, especially to veterans like me. If you want more info, I said you bet your ass. Send me more info. Again, Jarhead, Army, course, you know, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, send us cool. info. So he said, shoot me the info. So he sent me this little thing. I'm going to read it over here, and then we're going to do a shout-out. This morning, we are out here to pay respect, honor, and remember all those, whether service personnel or civilians of every nation, who suffered or continue to suffer through war. In particular, we remember and honor those who served in the Australian and New Zealand Defense Forces on active service from the Boer War to Afghanistan, including those currently serving with the United Nations missions. We remember those who pay the supreme sacrifice so that we and the people of other nations can live in peace. We remember and honor those who continue to suffer through their mental and physical scars, including those next of kin who grieve and sense of loss can never be eased. A-N-Z-A-C, a single word, so powerful in the English vocabulary that it can bring a tear to the eye, a lump in the throat, and feeling of pride just to be Australian. A single word throughout the world is known and respected as fearless warriors, resilient beyond the call of duty, and resourcefulness to get the job done no matter what. A word that has made it every Australian's responsibility to carry the legacy of the Anzacs. It sounds kind of like a blend of, uh, in the U.S., Memorial Day and Veterans Day, because right. it's past yeah, an yeah. active military. Yeah. So uh, the Anzac tradition started on the 25th of April, 1915, on the shores of Gallipi, Turkey. The Anzacs, a name given to the Australian New Zealand Army Corps, there you go, who were about to participate in the war for the first time, just 13 years after the Australia's Federation. They have not been conscripted to join the campaign and we're all volunteers oh it's funny because you know everything in the u.s military is volunteer you there's no you're not pressed into service not for a long no, time there's no mandatory. Yeah. except if you were in vietnam 
But that was the draft. That was a draft. Was yeah. Yeah. Story. World War Two. My dad, the only lottery he's ever won. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. All right. Um, eager to show how strong and brave they were, little did they realize the hardships and suffering that lay ahead, for they had been landed in the wrong place, and the Turkish army were waiting for them. Holy crap. 2,000 Anzacs would die that first day on the beaches of Gallipi. More than 6,500 would be killed or wounded by the end of the week. Eight long months of bitter fighting would follow. 100,000 Anzacs would not return home to their loved ones. Although their Gallipi campaigns would not result in victory over the Turks, the remarkably brave courage and tenacity shown by the Anzacs during that time would long be remembered. Quite amazing. I would like to toast to Brother Michael Olchin, as well as, I hope I'm saying this right, the Anzacs. Brethren, here, here. right hand arms. To arms. To arms. Ready. 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 Aim. 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 Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Vivat, vivat, vivat. Anybody who wants a shout out, or you have something like that that is of military, you have a lodge full of military, as well as you know civil service people such as police, firemen, ambulance, whatever. You want to sh- give somebody a shout out? We absolutely will do a shout out. And I just want to say, uh, you know, thank you for your service. You know, we, it's an honor to, to be able to toast you. Let's get into the last thing I got for toasts, and uh, I think we'll move on from there. Because otherwise we're all going to be shithoused by the end of this. <laughs> I don't really. <laughs> all right. We have a five-star review on Apple iTunes. Oh, shit. It is from a guy or female named Facebook Game Novice. That's funny. That's great. I don't know who that is, but that's funny. Facebook Game Novice. Don't know who it is. Doesn't matter. It says, love it. Five-star review. As a master mason at 23 years old in a lodge of predominantly older brothers, it is nice to hear y'all's... It's got to be from the South. He said y'all's... Definitely from the South. New age ideas and banter that shows the fun side of this great organization while style teaching and information or informing non-members and members alike of the history and the interesting facts associated with the real Freemasons and not the conspiracy nut beliefs. Uh, First thing I want to say to this uh, is thank you, because you are the exact reason why I started this. 23 years old, (coughs) MM, new guy coming through, that you are, sir, my target audience. Yeah, that's young. And now that I think about it, it couldn't be a female. It has to be a male because he said he's an MM. So, but that's that's basically who I'm targeting. That's basically who we kind of target. We want young new masons to come in. You know, we were actually having a slight off the record, off the podcast conversation about. Oh my god, I can't wait, or I'm I'm scared to death to hear what the old old guys are going to say about it. <laughs> but uh, but that was definitely you are you sir are our target and I thank you for the five star review. So. I just like that he called us new age. I feel like Yanni or somebody yeah. now. And we are really we are cool. physically old, or at least some of them, you know, some of us are anyway, but yeah. we're Masonically young. Right. So it's yeah, good to comparison. hear and that you know, from another Masonic young person. I, I think it's it's two things. One, it's you know, yes, we're we're all fel- relatively Masonically young for the most part. Um, but also, we are younger in age because most of the demographic of Freemasons are 60, 60 and above, older, yeah. Yeah, yeah, at least. Yeah. 
So, you know, we are still, we are, yeah, we're new age. You know, I'll, I'll wear that title all day long, Definitely. you know. So. Like the new age outlaws. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, perfect, actually. <laughs> all right, ready? Brethren, to Facebook, and I don't have his name. That's the one thing I hate. On, Facebook man. Game Novice. Right hand arms. Dwarves. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Vivat. 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 All right. So the last thing I want to do is just plug the Freemasons podcast Facebook page. Why? Because uh, I just put up a live stream and... Uh, First go on it. We do some funny shit, but I was running around with a freaking scary mask trying to scare the fuck out of everybody. But my spotter, Brother Joe, dropped the ball twice. It came in through the blind spot. I, I couldn't. I mean, live stream of a fail. I'm sitting there, sitting there looking fail. out the window waiting, and the people are coming up behind me. I'm like, what the hell's going on? It's like, what do these guys drive? I don't know. Mark my words. I'm going to get somebody at some point. Yeah, it'll probably be me. I'm going to get somebody. <laughs> I told you what would happen. We don't have to get graphic, but I told you what would happen. <laughs> little news that I'm going to be doing. I'm starting actually a Patreon page. I've been talking to Mike the Intern from the Masonic Roundtable. I'm going to give them a shout out. Uh, Mike the Intern is going to Masonicon. Uh, he was actually starting his drive today. Me and him started talking, and we literally had, I think it was probably about an hour, hour and a half conversation, oh, wow. just talking about masonry in general and chopping it up. And I'm out in the middle of freaking Lime or Haddam, wherever the hell I was, in the middle of the bushes. So. Oh, really? I work out there. No, no kidding. <laughs> uh, I was in the bushes, so we had a great conversation, and he's going to, uh, I'm going to start a Patreon page. I've been wanting to do it. I didn't know much about it. He's going to talk to me about it. With that being said, we're also going to Masonicon. We are going to Masonicon on Saturday, April 27th, between 9 and 11 p.m. Uh, Brother Dennis Burns is going to be there with all of his stuff from Upon the Point. The uh, There's going to be a bunch of podcasts going there as well, and there's going to be all kinds of stuff, but we'll be up there. Raising hell as we normally do. I promise you I will have a freaking flask of booze with me. But And if you love lapel pins, oh my God, lapel pins. <laughs> they have so many at Masonicon. <laughs> Let me just say, that freaking meme that you put up of Pennywise, I freaking pissed myself. It's ba- Again, it's basically a picture of where Georgie gets yanked underneath into the sewer. But at the beginning, it says, I, I have the bell pins. And next thing you see is the, just the kid's feet hang out from underneath the sewer. It's freaking... I almost died when I seen that. That was funny. I had to dig deep. That was from my OG collection of <laughs> Masonic memes. That one was great. Yeah, I was upset. I was looking for one to post, and like all the good ones are already posted. I'm like, damn it. So I went with the Five Alarm Chili one. Now, all these things being posted are on the community page. While I'm on that, if you would like to join the Freemasons podcast community group, you have to answer three questions. We've had some people who've gone up there and, and just put wrote random shit if you do not answer the questions correctly you can do it as funny as you want but if they're not correct you are not going to be allowed in you can try again if you've already tried and we denied you but you have to answer the questions correctly because we're not going to let you in because we're going to think you're full of shit so with that being said let's move on to the main topic because uh, i've already delayed long enough uh hit me up Gideon hit you up. Yeah, on Facebook. He gave me a compliment on our uh, the episode that you dropped 
with just the two of us. I'm joining masonry and everything else. He said he's looking forward to his whole thing. I'm not going to lie. You said just the two of us and instantly in my head. Right? Tell me not everybody thought it. Everybody went to Will Smith. Everybody went to Will Smith real quick. Oh, see, I went old school. Yeah, like, I was thinking old school. God damn it. Now I want to go back. Whoever it was. Now I want to go back and edit that episode to add just that soundbite in the beginning of the freaking. I know that one as the episode that followed the lonely episode. <laughs> oh, there we go. But yeah, yes, he did. the lonely he, uh, episode. He actually messaged me on Facebook asking it's me awesome. or uh, complimenting me on it and saying that he's looking forward to joining. I cannot wait to see him. That's great. He's, yeah. Uh, he's also looking forward to all that. He's coming. Spoke in, to uh, him, by the way. I'm going to give everybody a definitive date of when he's oh, going to be up there. Oh, awesome. I have a date. We're all going to have to be here. Oh. Clear your calendars, gentlemen. Let me tell you, I don't have enough mics of the people who are going to be here. He's going to get a very warm. <laughs> yeah. He's going to oh, be uh, a very. It's going to be a very warm. Through 30th so he's not going to get a reception that we had planned for other people this evening. So, <laughs> no, he's not going to go. I mean, ah. If you want to welcome him, you should welcome him the right way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, so basically, he is looking at the 23rd to the 30th of May. So that's what we're doing. Are you getting bare ass out there, Dan? Oh, the puppy's here. Yeah. Oh, so pretty much Memorial Day weekend. That's cool. Yeah, Memorial Day weekend. He'll be here. And we, we will have make the parade in Waterbury. I'm going to work it in. I'm going to get up here anyway. Is it Saturday? You need to get up here. I'm going to get up here. I have no idea. I'm just looking we're at the dates you gave me. deputy presentation, so. Priorities. Those fucking district deputies, man. They just fuck shit up left and right, don't they? Not as bad as the past district <laughs> That's what I was driving at. All right, let's move on to the main topic here. We are our main topic after that son of a bitch, Steve. I, and I mean son of a bitch with the absolute utmost brotherly love sabotaged me my last that was episode. So great. Uh, yeah, that was he he sabotaged time. me pretty hard the last one. But this time, we're actually going to cover it. So, the first person I'm going to have turn the mic over to is Worshipful Brother Ken Tarwood, who's going to start it off on what Masonic offenses are. Yeah, so I'll frame things a little bit. So, like in the uh, profane world, and I'll give a little definition here on what we consider to be the profane world. In masonry, we consider the profane world to be the world outside of the world outside of our lodge, right? So anybody who's a non-Mason we consider to be profane, and we don't mean that in a derogatory sense. It's just a, a term to kind of talk about everybody who's outside of, uh, outside of the institution, outside of Freemasonry. And in the profane world, there's this concept of, you know, for example, if you're in court and you have to testify you take your oath on a Bible or whatever your volume of sacred law is. Is that something that's still done these yes. days? Okay. Yes, unfortunately, I've been to court, and yes. Uh, yes. Okay. I haven't been to court anytime soon. See, I wasn't sure. You know, everything's so, yes, so politically correct now. I don't know if that's still a thing. But they do it in the movies. Yeah, they, do, they definitely do it in the Hollywood's movies. Hollywood's still so, doing it. So, so I'll use that as my analogy, right? You just have to present it as fact. Right, that's right, right. It. But if you're presenting things as fact that are not fact, when you testify under oath you're guilty of perjury, right? Correct. So then you will be brought up on civil charges and you'll have to go to trial and it's a it's a big deal. It's it's not good, right? You took an oath on the Bible and you said that this is factual and the institution, which in this case is the civil government, said, Nope, you lied and we have evidence to support that. So now you have to you have to go to court and now you could possibly go to prison. And that's when you claim insanity. Uh yep, that's one possible defense. <laughs> But in a bathroom. you don't even get that. You don't even get that uh, ability, right? You don't even uh, get that opportunity 
if there weren't a, a series of rules around how that works, right? And the term for that is jurisprudence, right? So I'm sure some people are familiar with that term, even if you're not a Mason. Jurisprudence is the law. It's the system of laws that govern uh, the country or the region of the world in which you live. So um, in, the, in the profane world, in the normal non-Masonic world, um, if you commit some sort of offense and you lie about it under oath, you're, you're taking an oath. You're taking essentially what we in the Masonic world call an obligation. You're making a series of promises and you're putting your hand on the, the, you know, the volume of sacred law, the Holy Bible, and saying that this is the truth. Well, in the Masonic world, we do something similar. We take what are called obligations in each of our degrees. And I'm not going to go into the details of what each of those obligations contains, but you take those obligations also on a volume of sacred law. Now, in Freemasonry, we're, we're not a secular organization. Uh, you have to believe in a supreme being to be a Freemason, but we don't make any kind of requirement on who that supreme being is. If you have a volume of sacred law that's not the Holy Bible, that's fine. You can take your obligations on that volume of sacred law. But you have to believe in a higher power, and the reason for that is... If you take those oaths and you don't believe in a higher power and you're saying those things in front of nobody except for the individuals, the other humans, the other people in that room, those obligations, we believe, are not binding upon you. Well, they mean nothing. They mean nothing, right? Well, I mean, they mean something because it's in the, well, the, the purview believe, of everybody in that room, but it's if, not, uh, it's not the same. If you don't believe in a higher power, though, it almost defeats the purpose of it. Right. That's why, in, at least in Masonry, in Masonry, you have masonry. to believe in a, a higher powers so that your obligations do mean something. Right. It makes it a lot more weighty. Yes. Right? So, if you violate, and I'm not going to get into the, the, sub, you know, like the actual subject matter in those obligations, but if you violate one of those promises in those obligations, you are guilty of a Masonic offense. Okay, in the same way that if you perjure yourself in the you know in a civil court, you're guilty of an offense, and you could be put on trial, and you could go to prison for that. Well, we basically have a system of jurisprudence in masonry, and that is there for the hopefully um, uncommon circumstance where somebody violates one of their masonic obligations. And, you know, there are plenty of re very religious people out there in the world that have committed offenses because you're human, right? You make mistakes. In Freemasonry, we like to think that we hold ourselves to a higher standard than in the profane world, but we too are just men, and men can make mistakes. And if you make a mistake and you violate your obligation and you do it knowingly, then you can be brought up on Masonic charges, and that's governed by Masonic jurisprudence which is a system just within the context of the fraternity that you know an individual can prefer what are called masonic charges against you you violated your obligation in this way and here are my charges and a form has to be filled out and it varies from jurisdiction to jurisdiction but essentially somebody has to present these charges in lodge um, or to the grand lodge and um, a trial can be can be 
you know, conferred, put together. To get into uh, almost as a question of more detail, would it have to go through your lodge first or through Grand Lodge? Like, would you be able? I'm not an expert on oh, that. Worshipful brother know. Joe. Yes, yeah, I may be able to speak on that. Let's pass the buck. Yeah. So it depends on who the charges are being brought against. So if it's okay. within the lodge, a contention between two brothers. Of the same then it, lodge. Of the same lodge, or it could be between different lodges. Okay. It would go to one of the masters of the lodge. If okay. those charges uh, are against the worshipful master of that lodge, or if it's the worshipful master bringing charges against a brother in his lodge, yep. then it Grand Lodge be should be involved. consulted at the very least. <clears throat> I can tell you from experience the preferred method is keep as much in-house as possible yes. with the guidance of, of Grand Lodge. We have to let them know. Yes. But they would even prefer to let you handle your own matters in-house. But then if you can't come to a resolution or if there needs to be an appeal, then you can get Grand Lodge involved. And in Freemasonry, we take our obligations very, very seriously. I can say that from experience, and I'm seeing everybody kind of nod yeah, around yeah, the room. Yeah, absolutely. The oaths that we take, we take extremely, extremely seriously. And, you know, generally speaking, if one of us does something that's against one of those obligations, we don't mean to do it. And we can generally kind of shake hands, come to common ground, and just, you know, fix it among ourselves as gentlemen. Um, once in a while escalates up to the level of the lodge or the grand lodge but it doesn't happen very frequently and that's one of the reasons i love this fraternity so i don't know if that's a that's a good that's a pretty much a good, good very good synopsis of it brother joe let's turn it over to you so i'll get uh, a little more in depth into some of the offenses so as worship brother ken stated any breach of masonic duty is a masonic offense uh, a lodge is bound to take notice of any Masonic offense committed by any of its initiated candidates or members or by any Mason present in the region adjacent to its lodge hall. So it's not just within the body of the lodge itself. Things happen outside of, out of a state of communication or a lodge communication, um, which I'll get into a little bit who handles that and who's in charge. Um, which go nicely into a prior podcast on the chairs and who's responsible for what. Right. Um, but basically, if it, the offenses would fit into four, what's that word, Worship Brother Ken? Canonical. Canonical. <laughs> Categories. Uh, one is moral turpitude, uh, an act of baseness, vileness, or depravity contrary to accepted and customary rules or right conduct and duty between men. Fraud consists of deceit, trickery, um, you know, fraud is pretty self-explanatory, an intentional wrong. So really anything super nasty that would be pretty much depraved even outside of the Masonic Institution. Right. Correct. And uh, I think I've even said in the prior podcast about uh, any type of violation of the law of the land. Yep. I've got that covered. Mm -hmm. uh, so an intentional wrong, so improper conduct undertaken with full knowledge of the nature and consequences of the act. And that's the key to that. You have to, to deem intent. They have to understand what that outcome was going to be. Right. That's one that's really tough to prove. Uh, and the willful, willful choice to act so as to cause such harm. And then the, the court of competent jurisdiction, which gets into a violation of the supreme law of the land, 
a court of competent jurisdiction, which is a court either civil or criminal, having lawful jurisdiction over the issue, and it's adjudicating and the ability to impose penalties or award relief on that question. Mm. However, one caveat to that is, unless uh, the brother is convicted of a felony, and this is in the state of Connecticut, I can't speak to other states, if you're convicted of a felony, it's automatic suspension. Right. Anything less than the felony, you have to conduct your trial as if no civil or criminal trial has taken place. Right. So it's just the information that you have. Now this, I just want to clarify on this. This is if you're found guilty of a felony, not if you're charged with a felony. Correct. correct? Convicted of the felony. Correct. Convicted of it. Convicted of a felony is automatic suspension in the state of Connecticut. I would imagine most other right. states. So as a general rule, so as far as prosecuting it, prosecution for the offense must be commenced within five years of the actual offense. Wow. So That's there is some time. A really long time. And I believe the reason for that is if you do have a felony or something that would cause an automatic oh, suspension, yeah. some of that time those, things, those drag instances out. drag out. Mm-hmm. But at some point you're going to have to make a decision. And one of the things is you can't purely say this person was brought up on or even convicted of a misdemeanor for X crime, so we're gonna, we want to take him to trial or put him, charge him with Masonic offenses. You still have to relate it back to one of those four canonical categories. <laughs> Fired again. You were too far away. The canonical four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Henceforth known as the canonical four. That's going to be a band. That's going to be the next Beatles, the Canonical Four. This is going to be all over the Facebook later. Used to be Canonical Five, but much like the last podcast, I got kicked out like Pete Best. (laughs) Like Peter Chris. Oh, that hurts. That that hurts. God, and they still sing Beth in concert, and he gets no money off of that. So to Can get bring to, that when the to fuck did this turn into a <laughs> yeah, land base to me again? He he struck a chord. I really like Kiss. I really <laughs> like Kiss. Going towards Kiss now. I was just gonna say, yeah, right. you gotta bring the reference full circle. <laughs> Not many people are gonna get that reference. No, that's why I had to say it. Yeah. <laughs> so, as far as who can present charges or uh, uh, make an accusation of a Masonic offense, any Master Mason in in good standing can make a complaint against another mason or against a lodge. It doesn't have to be specifically against a particular brother. It can be against the entire lodge. The whole lodge is a holy shit. My question actually is uh, what about your EAs and uh, what about your EAs and fellowcrafts? Do they is there any way that would they have to present their charge to a master mason or like how would it work if it, basically if a fellowcraft gets some master mason does something says something whatever against them can they file charges based on what i'm seeing here it only states that a master mason may present those charges that's what i'm reading here i don't know if there's something i'm wondering if by presenting just to touch on you know if a fellow crafter on ea has a, a charge to bring forward you know, they would they bring would it up. He could possibly bring it to a master that could, yeah, depending where it took place, okay. whether at the lodge. So it's or basically just the, the charge itself has to be presented by a master mason, not right. that it in be, writing. 
And it has to be presented in writing. Does it have to, could it be any brother presents it at the lodge, or is it specifically the wardens have to bring up? Any Master Mason can bring it up, but my assumption would be if you have a fellow craft or an EA and an offense occurred while at refreshment, that should go through the junior warden. That's one of the things that when you go through as a junior warden, one of your responsibilities when you... You know, why are you in the South, Brother Junior Warden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go through this whole thing, and one of them is you're in charge of the craft while yeah. at refreshment. Refreshment's a big window. Yeah. It's anything yeah. that happens outside of a stated or formal communication. And I think that's, I'm not going to go into the actual ritual, but I think that's pretty standard throughout all the jurisdictions in the United States where the master asks the wardens, you got anything? You got anything? And it's not, hey, this is a time for you to like announce your token event or whatever that you're planning. <laughs> That's when the, the, the wardens are supposed to say nothing unless the junior warden has Masonic offenses to present during refreshment, so outside of Lodge. Right. Or if the senior warden has anything to present as far as Masonic offenses that were conducted within the Lodge. So that's what so those... That was always my understanding right. that anybody, brought, you know, any brother of the Lodge could bring it, but it was still you you handed it off to one of the wardens depending on when it happened. And the wardens always still discussed it with the master beforehand, but it was the, the wardens that presented it yep. to the and Lodge. And so all, for all you wardens out there, <laughs> say <prepared>. nothing unless... <laughs> <laughs> Unless you have charges to prefer. Right. Nothing in the South. <laughs> Nothing in the South. While we're on that subject, uh, let's talk about something that uh, I, I think, and again, uh, is to my understanding that let's say the master wants to exclude a member of that lodge out of the lodge. Joe, take over. Yes. So if, uh, if the master, the worshipful master, is going to deny entrance to any brother entering that lodge, they need to be on charges. He has already needed to have presented charges. And this is any good standing member. Any good standing member. Correct. Um, So someone coming into the lodge, that master does not want them in there. He cannot deny admittance Mm -hmm. without... If they're a member of that lodge, this does not include visitors. This does not include visitors. If he is a member of that lodge... Right, yeah, yeah, he no, cannot sense, bar them entry as long as they're not. If they're a good standing, meaning they're not NPD, they're not yeah. already suspended or expelled or anything like that, they're a good standing member. The master cannot bar them from jo- from excuse me from atta- uh, attending attending his own lodge. Yeah. Cannot do that. And that goes back to Masonic communication, right? So if somebody is attending a lodge, you're communicating. You're de facto communicating masonically with that person when they're in the lodge, and we can't communicate mm-hmm. masonically with any brother that's under suspension or expulsion. Correct. Correct. Knowing them to be such. Now, here's the rub on that, though, because one of the master's many obligations is to preserve harmony in the mm-hmm. lodge. That was what I was getting. So there's a fine line between what it- you can and cannot do, because while the process may be ongoing. And I'll get into like some of the notifications that need to be done. Um, there may be a window there where your the notification hasn't officially gone out. There's always one guy. Danny has notifications. Nice. Danny has notifications. Perfect time. Correct. And ultimately, that's what the master has the power to do. Is if he feels that it's creating disharmony, he can close lodge in the manner right. prescribed in the past master's now, degree. 
while we're on the master, let's continue talking about this. Does the master have the power to pull a brother's dues card? Without him being on Masonic charges or if he's been submitted to the Grand Lodge for non-payment of dues, Mm -hmm. then technically you're not issuing him a new dues card, so you're pulling it. But again, you, you can't just arbitrarily deny entrance or, or ban them from going to other places. The proper thing to do is make sure you follow the notification protocols right. and present charges in the manner that you're supposed to. Yeah, you, so you can't really, let it linger. You've really got to dot the I's and cross the T's right. in those, any of those situations. I believe, and I'm going to not present this as fact because I don't know that it is, but from what I've heard in the past... We have a I've, Steve-ism. Yeah. That's what we're going to call it, a steve So I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... You know, throw it out there as a Steve-ism? Yeah, no, I'm going to throw it out there as a... This is a possible fact right. that I believe only the Grandmaster or his representative can actually pull a dues card. Mm. And what, it has to be for cause, I believe. What do you mean by pull a dues card? Like pull, in other words, like, 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 your, your, your dues card has gone. Good standing, no, 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 but a good You're standing suspended. member can actually pull it as in you are no longer a good standing member. So the way, it, yes. Like that, so that you cannot travel yeah, anywhere yeah. else. Right. They or even attend your, your own lodge. Correct. As far yeah. as you are no longer able, yeah. exactly that, to attend any lodge. You cannot, anywhere. as a master, do that unless there has been a Unless there's been a charges brought and you have been found guilty, no master on the planet, at least in this, well, not on the the planet, let's go (laughs) in the state of Connecticut, you do not have the power to do that. And actually, the Grandmaster does have the power to to pull a dues card, but there needs to be due, uh, excuse me, there needs to be a a Masonic trial to follow. There has to be a reason why. And... That trial, and, and we've known in the state of Connecticut, there was something that that occurred with a yeah. grandmaster, and we don't need to get into detail about it. But dues cards had been pulled, and exclusions had been happened. And when the minute that that trial commission found out that that brother was innocent, immediately he was put back and back given back everything. So I will say, so so civic jurisprudence in this country, in the United States anyway, probably derived from Masonic jurisprudence because most things in our government, let's face it, derived from the Masonic institution. And there is a lot of crossover there. Yeah, there There's is. a lot. For instance, there's the right of confrontation, which pretty much yeah. means you have the right to know your accuser and face your accuser. Mm-hmm. That's right, right in the Masonic trial and right. the Masonic charges. Due process. Yes. Due process. That probably came from us, but even if it didn't, it is part of Masonic jurisprudence as well. You have the right to due process. Right. Getting off on a little little bit of a tangent here, just a little sidebar. It was funny that uh, my ex-mother-in-law, it was funny, She she's diehard Republican, um, and she basically talked about she was upset with the Obama administration because he said that the United States was founded upon Anglo-Saxon values. Well, she said that it was founded upon Christian values. And she said, but I guess Obama had said it was founded upon Anglo-Saxon values. And I said, uh, and she's like, I can't believe that he said that because it was founded upon Christian values, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, uh, you're both wrong. 
<laughs> and I said, and I'll explain why. It's not founded upon Christian values because if you look at the Constitution, if you look at the Declaration of Independence, if you look at any legal document from back in those days, not once did it mention Christianity. Yeah, separation of church and state. Yes. Did not. And Anglo it was founded upon Masonic values because Masons do not distinguish between religions. So Anglo Saxon is even wrong as well. It was founded upon Masonic values. Right, because most again, of our founding fathers, who a lot of them were Masons, were considered deists. Correct. Just a belief in a, a higher authority, right. not a specific religion like christianity or anything like now i'm sorry but if i may and again i know this is a long time ago but i would have voted for obama and again i'm getting a little political but i would have voted for obama a billion times over had he said masonic values and alex jones's fucking head just grenaded off his shoulders i would have it would have been my it would have been it would have been the best thing you ever. Would have been working uh, the polls. Last <laughs> count, how many I would have been his campaign manager. <laughs> how many Masons do we have in the U.S.? Last count, I've heard various statistics, but I think two million is kind of a number that pops believe, into my yeah, head. Yeah, like that's like automatic that. two million votes right there. Yeah. Right. You say this country was formed on yeah, George for president. <laughs> George for president. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was really concerned when we were talking about Christianity, and you said this was a really long time ago. I was hoping you weren't going to tell, like, one time I was an altar boy, and, like, the stuff went down. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so not for this podcast. This is not for this podcast. I ain't touching that, that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> However, I did used to light the candles in church. But, well, moving on, moving on, moving on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's get off of this fast. Yeah, let's yeah. get off of this real Abort. fast. Go ahead. <laughs> Ken, you were talking. Go. Oh, I wasn't saying anything oh, yeah. particularly intelligent over here. <laughs> All right, so back to Joe. To, Joe. To Brother, <laughs> Joe, Dan. Joe. Brother Dan asked before about what if it's an EA or a fellow craft. So yes. I think this section actually covers it. Okay, where yeah, where the facts really alleged in a complaint are not within the personal, personal knowledge of the signer. So I take that as... A master oh, mason a, must be the signer. Presenting, so if it's uh, not within the personal knowledge of the signer, he must state, meaning he, the signer, he must state the sources of his information and a, attest to his belief in that they are fact and the truth. Okay, so so, this, so it would fellow, likely go to, if it's an EA that, or an perfect. FC, yeah, it seems like they would need a master mason to, to present, sponsor, sponsor or present it. Yes. yes. Right. Oh, that, that makes sense. I mean, realistically, because... Well, they can't vote. Uh, they can't vote, so that does make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. When it comes down to it, if you're not a voting member, you really don't have much say in a regular communication. I mean, you can state your right. facts, but when it comes to an official charge, you're not actually a, technically a member. Well, this, in my news. opinion, is why every Master Mason's... Master Mason. I can't fucking Master talk to Mason tree. Mason tree. I can't wait to go home and water my Mason tree. <laughs> I have a funny story about in, that. Before the, the end of this podcast, I think you already told that story no, in a previous story. episode. Yeah. Did I? Yeah. You told it. On the super butterflies. Yeah, I did. Yeah, Never yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. Scratch Pass it. Grandmaster. That's, That's getting deleted. That's getting deleted. I was like, I almost said Mason. That's yeah. getting deleted. <laughs> anyway, um, to my point. This is why it's very important that a master mason sponsors a fellow craft or entered apprentice, because for just for this reason. For this reason, exactly. If 
you know, something's happening downstairs again. We go down to Jimmy's after our meetings. We have a come around. But if a Master Mason or an officer of the lodge. Don't you, Danny? I do love those dive bars. Yeah. I'm a dive bar guy, too. My favorite bar. Again, I'm getting off the subject. I swear to God, I'll pick it back up. My favorite bar. As long as it's not cat gingivitis. It's not cat gingivitis. You can't wait in the other room. Thank fucking God. We would have started the. Oh, shit. He's running back. You guys talking about feline dental problems? <laughs> I mean, it's the only thing I really know about. <laughs> You're getting as bad as Steve. I okay. just want to... I'm going to the <laughs> nah, <I'm kidding>. Bye. <laughs> um. Anyway, my favorite dive bar in Naugatuck was Duffy's. I love this bar. Everybody smoked Duffy's. in this bar, and there was a dartboard in this bar, and everybody, at least one person, every time I went there. Fell off a bar stool. It that is my scene right there. And there was five people in the bar, at most. The day I turned twenty one, which was only eight nine years ago, when I turned twenty one, like nine years ago, that's the, where I went. And no. I was always at Duffy's almost every weekend going forward. And it was always five people counting the bartender, and it was great because you play pool or not pool, but play darts. Right, right. And somebody always got liquored up way way too much and was walking or they would trip off that little platform where the dark yes, was yes yes little trial point. Uh, yes so many times did you ever see underneath the bar they like in the middle of the bar floor oh, there was the, a trap yeah, door so store that, like the bigger the beer and whatnot yeah that was fucking nuts but while i'm on that subject of duffy's okay i just want to tell a quick story about duffy's so in the united states well at least uh, well i think it's across the united states you have to be 21 years of age to drink it is a that is the entire United States. Okay. Yeah. I just want to I want to be clear about this, okay? When I joined the Marine Corps, I actually got off of the stage of the high school and handed my diploma to my recruiter, okay? And within a couple of fucking months, or I think it was weeks, actually, boom, I was in fucking boot camp. Basic, yeah. I was in basic. Yeah. I came back on Thanksgiving Day leave. Now, mind you, I was... I went into boot camp at, the, at 17 years of age. I was 18 at the time, right? And I never understood why you have to be 21 years of age to drink, but you can catch bullets with your face at 17 or 18 years of age. That, to me, blows my fucking mind. Are you shitting me? Like, Mm -hmm. get the fuck out of here. Anyway, moving on. I went to Duffy's on Thanksgiving Day leave, and I got fucking blasted say, at 18 I, years of age at the fucking bar. They were serving. He's a fucking marine. No, they, oh, it okay, was fucking they great. Closed. Are you incriminating this bar right they, now? No, because the bar closed. is now out of business. They are closed for biz. Probably joking. for that reason. No, no, no. Because no, no, I, I was no, there in the I'll end. One it's of actually the last health code violation. <laughs> one of the last bartenders. Dude, they, they ran some shady stuff out of the bathroom. No, on that same military conversation. Whatever the what I will be. say is, I never had a problem from 18, 19, 20. Um, I used to get into bars all the time, and I served my country. Whenever I'd say, yeah, right. no, I'm actually, I, I either am going to or just came back from Afghanistan, it was I showed up flat on my dress. out. Oh, 
It was never a question of age. I it showed was, up in oh, my dress blues and handed my military ID. Yes, they were not it. fucking stopping me with that. Now, mind you, my my military my military ID had the big old Marine Corps emblem in the side, and on top of that, I had the gangster. I love my Marine Corps ID. I wish I still fucking had it, but it was the old green Marine Corps ID. The old green cards, remember those? Oh, that's that's just a military. Yeah, all it does is designate the branch and work. Designate the branch. And exactly. when you start, when you joined it, and let me tell you, so they would I, look at the date, and no, and this is what I say. They, they were pouring look, shit down my throat. Whoop. All right, what are you drinking? First rounds on me, almost <laughs> more than half first round. Yeah. I was on like round twenty-one. I was <laughs> fucked. But anyway, let me right. tell you, when software engineers walk into a bar, <laughs> you do not extra, get right? this no. kind of treatment. I don't get that treatment so you know. You know, guys under the age of 17 or so, you're making your career decisions in life. Just, you know, FYI. Just yeah, think FYI. about this. You want free alcohol. Don't yeah. become a software engineer. Don't become yeah. a software engineer. That's funny. So, my back fucking computer shut down. Back know, on subject. Let's get know. back 1997, into it. 1997, 1995 in the Bronx. In, in, the in, boogie down. In, yeah, in that area. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the kids call it. How <laughs> fucking old are you, Rocco? Jesus Christ. I'm just saying. I grew a mustache at 16 and never got carded at the little package. Rocco and I remember (laughs) the dot com bubble, right? (laughs) Yeah. Software engineers are pretty fucking cool about that. I will say, like, (laughs) Southpaw's North in Terrytown, I I was 17, sitting right next to a police officer. (laughs) I've been there because I went to school in Pleasantville. We used to go over to Terrytown. Southpaw's was the place. Now shut down for that exact reason. All your brothers out in Australia probably have no idea what yeah, these guys yeah. are talking about right now, and we apologize. But now they that. know hey, what the boogie down. But is. you know what though? Yes. Talking to Michael Altrin, I'm, I'm trading military stories right here. Funny <laughs> shit. Uh, anyway, moving back on. Um, let's see here. Back on the subject. Reel it all back in. Masonic offenses. We go down to the bar. Okay. And a Master Mason's down at the bar. Let's say he gets all kinds of fucked up down at the bar. And he says some slick shit to an EA or a fellow craft. You know, your character, let's say this Master Mason basically goes down to the bar and just talks shit on a regular. Let's say he goes out after meeting. He's always down at the bar tossing shit down his throat. Right? It's not outside the realm of believability. So you could potentially have where an EA or a fellow get, craft gets said something by a master mason who's been who's known for drinking, and this fellow craft may go to his sponsor, whoever he may be, right. another master mason, say, listen, I was down at the bar. This is what happened. And that master mason will vouch for that fellow craft or EA. I believe that that could... Yeah, wow. absolutely. That would satisfy. Wait, what, right. uh, what happens in the opposite sense? The fellow craft is the idiot, for lack of a better term, and <laughs> you want to bring him up on charges. He can't, can't I think he in that case... Up, or does he just, just... I'm not sure, but I do know this. That's an, I can that's almost, an edge case, brother Dan. I can, <laughs> that's an edge case. Yeah. <laughs> I can almost guarantee you that know. that brother... Fellowcraft no EA will probably not that, see his next degree. degree. Probably won't see the other. He probably won't see his next degree. Uh, just throwing that out there. If like if it is something, it basically. I would believe that they would still be brought up on they Masonic. Be oh yeah, the, because it, going back to the general definitions, it's any breach of Masonic duty 
is a Masonic offense. No. So, so if you're an so EA you've or taken, an FC, you've already If I may, as a secretary, and Brother Joe, I believe you're a secretary as well. Okay. As soon as we as soon as we send in our monthly reports, okay, you take it, let's say, Dan, let's say you're a EA and you've just taken your first obligation, your, your say. EA, yeah. you've just Great. taken your EA this month, and I send in my monthly report, I write your name, I write the date that you took your EA, and all your other information, right? As soon as that monthly report hits the Grand Lodge, I get a member ID number for you. So you are technically a Freemason. Oh, I did not know that. Yes, you did. Yes. Absolutely. I don't, you don't receive your member ID, ID number until you're at MM, which will end up on your dues card. But I absolutely get a member ID number for you. So you are recorded as a Mason on the books. So, yes, you have, you're still bound by the same thing as an MM or a fellow craft. After Absolutely. you take your EA, we call you brother. Yes, after, right. exactly. Uh, now, I'm, yeah. I'm curious. Not even after, midway through. I'm yep. curious, though, just in kind of to go with, with uh, Dan's comment. Does it matter what degree the charges get brought up on? I think it more would be, I mean, just as I don't know, but Do, I feel you know, like it would be more would be a lodge of the Masons. The charge, I think, would determine that. Like, it doesn't matter where I think it would be every voting member of the lodge. Joe, maybe you could punch it into this. So, So if you open on an apprentice, can we bring up Masonic charges against? Nah, I I don't know how that works. I believe... Well, it depends. That's what I mean. It depends. Because when the charges are being brought up, the person being brought up on charges has the right to be there. Okay. So All if right. that person is an EA or an FC, right. you have to open up on that degree mm. so that they can attend because they right. have the That's absolute okay. right to be there. Um, so, yeah, you would that, have that to. Was just, yep. just, yeah, that was just So, Joe, yes. let's move on with this. Let's talk about Masonic charges are filed, who gets what at what time, and how the process goes. Okay, so Masonic charges get filed. Again, Speaking from personal experience, the preference is handle it in-house with the guidance of Grand Lodge. Um, so once they are filed, <laughs> you're all right over there? Uh, yeah, no, I'm fine. I moved the chair up a little bit. All right, Rocco, you can edit this part out. <laughs> I'm good. Nah, just leave it in. They'll catch it later. So once charges are filed, the person being brought up on charges needs to be given a copy of that and it is the duty of the secretary of the lodge to make a true copy of the charge it's in citation and um, one he might if the person resides within 10 miles of the lodge the secretary must hand deliver those charges wow they must be hand, they must be a- in writing and they have to be handed in person. That makes sense. It's like sending a certified letter. Exactly. Yeah, if you're within yeah, 10 that And that has to be Just done. Um, I would say as the crow flies. Is that okay? Are you going to bring somebody up on charges in Long Island and take the ferry across? Like, yeah, that's what I say. If I bring I, it up on Waze and it says 10.2 miles. So it's 10, 10 miles of the so lodge. This is, this is the way you know software engineers think. Yeah. <laughs> True story. Fist bump. <laughs> I, I would say... Put a pin on the lodge, draw a 10-mile radius if it fits within there. That's and you it. have to do that fourteen, no, um, no less than 14 days before the preliminary hearing. So before you can proceed to a trial, 
to be notified of charges and there needs to be a preliminary hearing now if for some reason you can't you've made several attempts you cannot deliver them in person you have to document those attempts and then and only then can you deliver by mail it's got to be certified mail return receipt signature requested and it's very specific so when we talk into about the process and jurisprudence if you mess any of this up you're done you can't start over from the beginning you can't redo it you mess up any of these steps that's it it's over you're done there are no charges that's it correct yeah there are lawyers involved in this in masonic jurisprudence just like in civil jurisprudence well that's what i, I actually was and they will pick holes in everything if you mess something up where it's it's almost like getting uh, certified, exactly that, the certified mail, where here you've been served with, you know, XYZ from a court or what have you, at least in this country. Now, I, I have a little question about this because, like, you know, George may cut this part out, but, but um, my question is, we all heard these stories, like, back in the olden days, they would, like, if someone got in trouble with the law, they'd run up to the Masonic Lodge and, like, you know, Hug, hug the, you know something. You know, put their hand somewhere and not get in trouble. Um, has anyone never heard, heard this before? You've never no, heard. Of this. Never heard of that. Across anything like this. Never anything like that. Okay. While I'm on my short break, I'll tie into this one. Yeah. Um, it was our our actual altar has horns on it, and a story that was told to our lodge by actually worship brother Phil Miller. Uh, talked about how in the olden days that if a mason was in trouble, he would run up to the altar and put his hands on the horns and hold on and kneel at the altar. And they couldn't, and touch, he, him. They couldn't touch him until he got up. I don't know where that story derived from, but that was a story that Brother Rocco, as well as me, heard as well. And that's that's you know what I would like to do. I'm gonna actually, I want to do more. I want to do more research on it before I continue on that story. But it's pretty quite interesting. Yes, exactly. But that's what what Brother Rocco is referring to. It's a story that we had heard about it. Now, just coming from from Florida, by the way, I noticed these. We went on a little tour of. uh, we went on a tour of St. Augustine, which has has a nice Masonic temple over there. You can see some some pretty cool um, Mason, you know, streets that are named after Masons and things like that. Um, but you know, I'm I'm down there, and and there's a little garden that's owned by Spain. So just so you know, you know, you're ever in St. Augustine, and you need to just get out of the country. You just go to that garden, and that garden's technically it's owned not. by Spain. Huh. You're in international water. So, Brother Rocco, can you explain why you would run up to the altar and grab onto the horn? Like, under what circumstances is that? So, is that a thing? you know, like, I just, I, I just have that. I just have this, you know. I, I, someone says that, and I have this imagination that's like, oh, you know, Dukes of Hazard. They're they're taking their car, they park, you know. Slide it right in front of the lodge. But it, is it, up, so it's like if you're in trouble things. or something? Yeah. I, I, I would like actually uh, Worship Brother Phil, and I want to do more research on it, but I would like Worship Brother Phil to actually elaborate on that because he was the one who told the story, and it was something that he had researched. So I'd like him yeah. to really look at it. But that. that's the vision I get is the, is the Dukes of Hazard, you know? <laughs> I know there's a couple lodges in Connecticut that I've seen horns. You guys 
are one of the yeah, few have, that have yeah. horns. I don't know what kind of animal well, those not, horns came wait, from. But not I, I am they, not aware they of horns look like anywhere. A cow. Oh, no. I mean, there are, uh, I know, uh, they are King go- Solomon's. They are goat horns. Yeah. Goat okay, horns. King Solomon's has, uh, in Woodbury, Ram. has ram's horns right. on their altar. Interesting. Like curled? Yeah. Really? And I've seen it in a couple different lodges, yeah. and I never knew oh. what the symbolism behind it was. That's what I think the symbol is. I don't have that. Okay, perfect. We got another Absolutely podcast. Yeah, that that topic. I have no idea. I've never heard of that. Perfect. Sanctuary podcast. All right, Joe. Yes. So continue on. Or continue yeah. on. Yeah. Questions on. Continue on. So if that brother being brought up on charges is more than ten miles from the lodge, then you can send it by mail. Like I said, certified mail, return receipt requested, signature needed, and that has to be at least twenty days before the preliminary hearing. So these notifications must include the date of the hearing. Um, if it's the person's out of state, you have to give them 60 days notice. And then if their residence is unknown or undeliverable, then you have to make adequate attempts. And then 60 days after trying to execute at their last known address, then you can actually proceed with charges without their knowledge or without them being involved. So that's basically, uh, that's the only circumstance where you could perform or you could go forward without their knowledge correct would be as if you basically you went through all the channels you did everything you could and you right and the onus is on the secretary to provide documentation to keep records of all the attempts Mm. last known address that that burden of proof is on the secretary to show that he's done his due diligence and taken care of all that right now one other thing that i didn't mention before the master when we talked about can the master do this can the master do that the master has the power to suppress any charges he considers frivolous right so uh, again in the effort to preserve unless they're against him correct correct um which happens (laughs) (laughs) sadly Sounds like a personal experience. I'm uh, no, no, I'm not. not, not yeah. Whether I do or I don't, I wouldn't admit it, nor yeah, present I, it as fact. I know nothing about anything, but uh, that's actually pretty interesting. So basically, the only person that so basically it is exactly what you said. Keep it in house as much as you can. If he mm-hmm. basically says, you know what, this is something that's that's not necessary to be brought up Correct. to right. charges to that level. Let's actually discuss. You guys can shake hands over this. And, you know, as we, as Masons, we talk about whispering good counsel. A lot of times the master, while he may not formally squash it, might intervene and say, hey, guys, brothers, work this out. And I always like to throw in that part of uh, our ritual that refers to, like, there should not be any contentions between two brothers. Go work it out. If I have to get involved, this may not end the way you think it's going to. So neither one figure of you will be it out. Happy, right. so yeah. And as as I've once heard a past grandmaster say, first and foremost, remember, you're blanking masons. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. And nine times out of ten, you can resolve those situations. I can tell you. As Once master, the emotion is re- is, right. is removed from it, absolutely. Yep, we should be able to. We're all gentlemen. We all know what our well, obligations are. Once you take are. all the hostility and the, the heat of the moment out of it, yep. I feel like discussing things. Once you start breaking down, hey, you're you're now, especially because the Masonic charges, we haven't gotten into the consequences and what really can happen. It's you know yeah that's where it can, it can become really really serious and it's something that 
is this really something that we, no. we need to go with this And as master away? and as secretary, when you explain that to a couple brothers that have an issue with one another and they know what the, you know, what the entire process is and how contentious and how mm. serious, serious yeah. it is, usually they can kind of find it, you know. Maybe I wasn't with, that mad. Now, yeah, 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 let's, yeah, let's shake hands. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get into, if you guys like to, personal experiences with this if you want i will lead it and i'm gonna leave the floor open and you can say pass or go (laughs) can i make just a couple points before we get into that couple important points in the preliminary hearing which has to take place before you go to a masonic trial Mm -hmm. the the burden of proof is the preponderance of evidence so Mm -hmm. is it more likely to have occurred than not however in the actual trial it's much like our own court system right. where it's beyond a reasonable bet doubt. Correct. You have to be fairly mm-hmm. certain that this actually happened. So there is a shift in the burden of proof there. But it's, uh, as we discussed before, if it's, you get to the preliminary hearing, if it occurred outside of a stated communication or a formal communication, it's your tough. junior warden is the prosecutor. He yep. presents the evidence to the lodge in this preliminary hearing, and then the, the brother being charged has an opportunity to respond, or he can choose another mason in a lodge to respond for him right. on his behalf. I am more of the type where if somebody did something stupid, I'll just pull you aside and be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, pull your fucking head out of your ass. Or whisper it so it's good. Yeah, but if you have it, to whisper it. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it'll be whispered. Without, without <laughs> dropping the F-bomb. I want to just... I want to just use my... No, 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 no. no. I, word and it's golden. Brother I Ken. It's actually in a ritual. Uh, whisper good counsel without dropping the F-bomb. <laughs> Verbatim. Yeah, that's that spot I, on. Yeah, right? Yeah, With your instructive tongue. Listen, I will I, I will write it in text. I'll call you on the phone. I will tell, I'll call you out and tell you when you're fucking wrong. And the, no, there's not going to be any... If you're downright wrong, I will most certainly drop an F bomb to. Because, uh, all right, let's talk about the F bomb. The, the F bomb with cause. Yeah. The F bomb to me adds importance to any type it's of like, thing. It's, it's like the, the universal the. adjective. It's like the. Like, it, it really, like. Actually, it could be used as an adjective. Like, a noun. If, a if I look at Brother Joe. It's a very versatile word. If I look at. There's a great comedy sketch by Rest in Peace, uh, Bernie Mac. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. is, he brings it up and he said it right. can be a verb, right. uh, I, noun, or an adjective. It can be anything. Gotta, and you can be very versatile. Even to touch, go further on that, the. You know, I don't know how long Bernie Mac's skit is. Just watch the movie Boondock Saints. Oh, oh yes. When Rocco <laughs> shoots that cat, he covers all the bases, yep. and that is spot on yep. what the word, the, the F word fits into. Yeah, it's like conjugating a verb. Exactly. Yes. It yeah. covers everything. You know, uh, if if Brother Joe did something stupid, you know, Worship Brother Joe did something stupid. a lot stupid. of stupid things. Listen, you can be a little more go. specific. You and me both. But let's just say it was something that was in Lodge. Oh, if. This is hypothetical. Hypothetical. Oh, okay. All right. In Lodge. And I walk over, I'm like, Bushel Brother Joe, what are you doing? Okay. Whereas if I bring him the other room, I'm like, Joe, what the fuck are you doing? There's, like, why the fuck would you say? Like, it just adds, he's like, oh, maybe I did screw up. I, it just adds a little bit more to it. But anyway. Perhaps but you know what you really don't understand makes the point? Gravity. <laughs> if you want me to save this for personal experience, I will. Good. But when I was master of the lodge, there was something that happened between two brothers during the stated communication. Damn, I wasn't. If you ever want to make it, a, if you ever want to make a point, mm-hmm. 
All you do is they're going back and forth. I wrap the gavel. Yep. Brother Junior Warden, how goes the hour? Right. And then you clear the room with the exception of those two brothers. And then that's when you have the, what the is going on here? Right. I'm going to give you an option. Squash it, and we'll discuss it afterwards. Or get out. Right. But end the meeting, because you as master have to maintain harmony. So So the meeting's over. Luckily, we came back from refreshment. They held it together, but I told I said the same thing. If you don't think I'll stop this, it's like I felt like my mom threatened me when I was a kid. If you don't think I'll, <laughs> I'll turn this I'll car be, right around. No, she was more, if you don't think I'll kick your in front of all these people. And she grit through her teeth like that, yeah, too. Yeah. Just try me. So, I, so being I, I, master. Hey, but hold on. Did you drop their middle name, though? Ooh. George oh. Andrew. No, I did. <laughs> that was always the worst part. They didn't have names. Middle names are fucking terrible. Middle name <laughs> their names were just the F-bomb at that. You, you know. effers. <laughs> what are you doing? You know what my biggest fear was as a child? The closing of the recliner. Because oh. that meant dad was <laughs> getting <laughs> off the couch. You I don't remember thing. my childhood because I got beat so hard. That's for you, Mom. You and your Dr. Shaw's clogs. That one time I dodged oh and it put a freaking hole in the wall. And her and her wooden spoons. And, oh. So being master oh, is like man. being your mother. Yes. In a lot of ways, ways yes. I think, I I think you might be right. It's basically no. the pinch on the back of your shoulder. Yeah. If you yeah. do this in here, I swear to God, you're going to yeah. pay for I'm not going to lie. Twist the the hardest job in the lodge is to be the master. I, you know, Everybody wants to wear the funny hat. and you know, Well, because the brothers will test you. There are brothers out there that will absolutely test you. Here's what I found as master, all right? You think you're having a smooth year, and then something will throw you a curveball. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, I didn't see that one coming. It might be something minuscule like... that meeting number two. Amen like, to that, that, brother. Like, I got that in the same Or when meeting. you're senior warden. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously. Oh, yeah, or when you're senior warden. Yeah, in Joe's case. But like, I always found, like it, it, whether it was on a major scale or a small scale, and again, I know we're kind of getting off the Masonic thing, but we'll reel it all back in in a minute. But I found his master where it's like it might be on a minuscule la- level where it's like, all right, we have a, we have a we have an M- we have a fellow craft degree on Tuesday or Thursday or whatever, you know, and right up to the midnight eleventh hour, you get oh, your middle there, George. Your middle chamber guy would be like, yeah, I'm not gonna make it. I'm stuck at work. You're like, mother. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, gonna yeah you know what I mean? Like, meeting starts you, uh, five minutes. And that was at a minuscule level. Doesn't that suck as much? Yeah, it's fucking that same sense? And I that's almost brutal. wish, uh, wish Brother Ryan was here teams. when we got our the ceremony where we marched mm-hmm. through the whole thing. Yep. And then we had Grand Lodge standing out here mm-hmm. for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then it turns into almost 10 minutes. Yeah. And then they kind of peek their head in, like, hey, you guys have to introduce us. Yeah. And and Ryan looked at We were waiting for Ryan you to walk looked, in. We didn't know Ryan looked right him. at me and I went, he went Oh Ryan, shit. Like, oh damn, that's right. Do you have to do Okay, hold on. And exactly that right. last minute within whole thing, we had this great ceremony set up yep. and last minute everything I mean, that was very minuscule because mm. all it was was okay. Yeah. But okay, again, it's yeah. a curveball as a master. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. shit, I didn't see that one coming. It's like a wedding. Right. Yeah, but you're the yeah. master of ceremonies. Yeah, you're, right. you're the DJ. Yeah. You're, you're the drunk priest, basically. <laughs> you're the drunk priest. <laughs> By the way, I am an ordained minister, if anybody. Are you really? Uh, it's good to know. That's that crazy. Good to know. <laughs> and a notary, if you know. I, I do it all. 
That's I mean, the notary, wow. I think I'll use Jeez. sooner yeah, than, than, the, the, sooner than the, the ordained. So you can give me last rights and you can sign my death certificate, <laughs> is what you're saying. I can do. <laughs> sign here, Bob. Copy's yours. Funerals, baptism, last and the rites, oh, and God. they won't let me do confession, but I'll give it a whirl. Here's <laughs> just the thing. If Here's what I'm afraid of. Right. You want to talk about? I mean, we got a chamber of reflection in there. Uh, I know this is turning into comedy hour right here, okay? But I would never. I would never want Joe to do my last rites because I feel like there would be a bag tag somewhere in the middle. Of- <laughs> oh yeah, you're screwed. <laughs> There'd be an F bomb. Joe, there's something official for baptism. I thought anyone, any. In the state of Connecticut, you actually need a certificate, and you need to. All right, which I have anyway. Reeling this all back in, and I'll Joe's personal talk. plug. Baptizing you have an email. <laughs> I have blessed this podcast. We Joe, start, just, Joe just blessed We're going to start each one with like a, an invocation. What do you got over there, Brother Ken? I can't I think see. he's trying to... Well, he's trying to reel us back in, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think he's trying, trying to, to reel it. He's, I, I he's think, fishing. I think uh, 25 minutes ago or so, you were trying to wrap up the whole Masonic right. jurisprudence thing. Hey, I listen. figured the only thing that we hadn't really talked about were penalties. Yes. Penalties. Yeah. All right. Really Fire away. All right. Fire well, away. As, uh, as stated in many of our rituals, would you like to take this? So I believe, I don't have what you have in front of you, but I believe the I'm only penalties back. that Masonry can impose would be suspension or expulsion. Oh, there's uh, a third one. Reprimand. 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 Suspension reprimand. Yes. or expulsion. That's correct. That My is from bad. our ritual, and I think it's probably from all the other I think that's where we drop too. into the other room of, what the fuck are you doing? That's a reprimand. <laughs> well, I'm right. just throwing There's, it there's right. one other penalty, though, uh-huh. and that is, you, you talked about it earlier, where... Hanging. No. Guillotine? No, no, no. Guillotine? No guillotine. No, no waterboarding. Torture rack. Nope. No Iron Maiden. Spilling guts. That was a great band, though. It was absolutely. Yeah, right. You and I have yeah, talked yeah, metal, yeah, right? Kiss, really Iron do. Maiden, we, we really worked do. it all in. But you talked earlier about how an entire lodge can be brought up on charges. Yes, you Now, the penalty for an entire lodge that's brought up on charges is the, the have your taking of taking their charter. Away. The yep. charter can be yoinked from a lodge. Correct. But those are the only penalties. Which has happened before. Say the word reprimand. It has, it has happened. Sister Mary Some lodges actually have been put on probation. Most lodges, what happens is... Is it double secret probation? Uh, no, no. It's it's probation. And basically, uh, it's just, your yeah. lodge can be brought on probation for a couple things. Not even just Masonic offenses. Lack of attendance uh, is a major one. Actually, there's a lodge in the state of Connecticut. And again, I'm not going to get into specifics, but there is a lodge in this. The holy shit. Jack filled my glass to wow. the You didn't top. give me like a certain height. You there just, was no line. That's you pointed at the bottle, yeah. handed me your glass. All right, so the next it. thing I'm putting on it's the Freemasons podcast for sale is going to be a shot glass with a line, which is basically, <laughs> and I'm just going to have names next me now, Joe. I'm going to have Rocco. I'm going to have Dan. I'm going to have Jack, who basically filled this thing to the top. Where I can't, I'm afraid to move the glass. You should just put all the lines on there on that glass with <laughs> Sharpie and, and then yeah. raffle yeah. it off. Oh, exactly I thought that. I was going to say the next picture is going to be him asleep on the bed. Holy shit! Um, oh, anyway, boo-hoo. there is a lodge. There, there's, there's been lodges in the state of Connecticut that, or, or I'm sure across the you know country that attendance has been a major issue. And if the Grand Master, whom might I add, 
can show up at your lodge at any given point in time. And if you cannot open your lodge, we'll put them on Masonic probation, which means... So that is a Masonic charge. That, Lack of attendance uh, is a... It's not a Masonic... Well, that's why... That was my curiosity. It's a charge to the lodge. Oh, yeah, I see it like as a charge to the lodge. Tur- charge to the lodge. Not an individual Mason. Charge to the lodge, meaning now, you guys happens? cannot open... Yeah, it's different. Cl- it, it's like it's like if the uh, the secretary doesn't send in the reports yeah. or well, if, I get uh, fined. Oh, I get, almost, I get pop- yeah, or you don't send in your per capita really to like, Grand Lodge. Uh, I, I mean, I'm guilty of of sending in my monthlies late every once in a while when I don't realize it, and then I get a nasty gram from Deborah. Deborah, yeah, yeah I get what a nasty gram. Send in your yeah. So this is fucking monthly. So you I just can go put on. that on the record, George. You just admitted to that. Just so you know. Yeah. Let me just flip through my not for nothing. Fine. That's coming out of your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Side note: uh, Debbie does everything great for Shepherd Salem. Uh, to, <laughs> and for mine as well. Debbie is awesome. Yeah, she's oh, great. None better. Awesome. Awesome. That's fine. You know what? what great people. In we love Listen, Debbie. I was None planning better. on doing this podcast as a two-hour thing, and I'll explain why. But this so we've deep, talked about this is a deep subject. Just we should toast Debbie. We should toast Debbie. We'll get to that at the end. I don't think anybody ever toasts Debbie. So here's my thing. Okay. Here's my thing. <laughs> and we're already getting there. This is what happens as as the podcast goes on and the alcohol keeps pouring. Like Warsha Brother Ken's calling. Warsha Brother Jack and Brown knows. He's rubbing the shit oh, off his no, end no, of his no. nose. I'm no, no, no. Jack. Other He's way around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. I had it backwards. You didn't drink that thing that I poured you yet and you're mixing up the names. Yes, because yet. you poured a shitload. Hey, hey we have kept it together up until now. We have kept it together. Warsha Brother Joe is like I'm going to cut this into two podcasts, okay? The first one is going to be Masonic Offense. is going to be very fucking intense. Intelligent and very smart, and a lot of people are going to learn things. Yeah. The second one is going to be called Battle of the Masters, and I'm letting all three of you just tear ass at each other. And that's we're basically we're on the brink of that right now. Joe's getting up, he's pulling wow. his pit. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's not. Oh that's man, not what you meant? I'm sorry. Who's got the yardstick? I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say that we were all friends here. We were so, getting along really well. But. Joe stood up and started unbuckling his pants, so it was pretty funny. There, there might but, be a reason why there's a beer being named after me called Joe Normus, but we'll just leave that. <laughs> and Joe was ready to measure. He literally stood up and was like, where is the tape measure? And in about a month, you'll be able to get it in the can, so it'll be, it'll be good to go. No, I mean, like, actually in... So I want to talk about uh, before we end this and then turn into huge right turn there (laughs) until we turn into the battle of the masters. I want to end this. I'm going to wrap this up. No, 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 wait. I want to talk about as masters. We have one, two, three, four masters here. Each of you, if you so wish, talk about a Masonic experience that involved potential or Masonic charges. I'm going to start it off, and everybody kind of just let out a big plume of air <laughs> all at the same go time. Before we this, I just had a question. I don't know if you guys no. talked about it. I just went to the bathroom. Uh, when yes. you said the only, um, you know, the only real charges you can get from a mason is suspension or expulsion or reprimand. Re- or reprimand. Reprimand, suspension, reprimand. or expulsion. We first usually see the long reprimand. First off, what is reprimand? Like, like a slap on the getting wrist. your ass yelled at. What do you do? For lack of a better term, a you're slap. You're Italian. It's when your mom goes, "Hey, yeah, slap on the back of the head." Yeah, it buys on. You don't got to be Italian for that. It's basically an official slap on the wrist from the master. Actually, you're Puerto Rican. I imagine you got shit thrown at you. I'm just throwing it out there. I got shit thrown at me. Is there anything where your Masonic charges would lead to something worse? 
No. Expulsion. <laughs> expulsion. That's, that's worse it. to me. So man. basically, nope. it's nope. if you reprimand, suspension, and expulsion. That's, that's it. it. That's it. Okay. Your well, obligation. Jail for yeah, yeah, do whatever you did. If you did something right. stupid in public, you may go to jail for it. But you, right. Mason, yes. that's all they can yeah. impose. Okay. Yes. No. There's was, no. Yeah, there's no torture rack. There's no guillotine. There's no. Why not? Let's bring it all back. We bring it all back. So I'll bring it back to brother Danny with the the trunk full of hookers. So if that were to happen. He would go to prison for a very long time, yeah, sure? and he would be expelled. All right, so we wouldn't From send a Mason bunch of Freemasons to his prison wait, and wait, kill wait, him or anything. And you'd be in a cell yeah, full of. Yeah, a you didn't specify. Well, you know, either way, what if they were alive? If they were alive, they're alive. You're probably guilty of a felony. You're probably going to prison, and you're expelled from Freemasonry. Also, you didn't say. I'm pretty sure every state, every jurisdiction, there's and you'd be put in a cell full of cats with gingivitis. Probably, I think this is the yeah. third podcast I've been a part of that just rolled right into After Hours <laughs> with no clean break. All right. Let's finish this off and then we can do I'm whatever sorry. the fuck. I'm All right. So I will start with a story of what happened to me. I've said it before on the podcast, but I had a, a past district deputy who was in Lodge. And again, I've talked about it before. They were pissed off because I wanted to add Saturday meetings, which turned out to be the best thing for Morningstar Lodge. Absolutely huge benefit ever. for our huge. Lodge. Especially now after but that. There was out. a silent majority that wanted to stop it. When I was actually on my way out of being master, no longer, this particular brother stood up and said, you know, we want to have a vote to end Saturday meetings. It was my prerogative to say, yeah, you know, I'm not going to discuss this. I don't want to get into it. You know, it's been going on for X amount of time. So I'm going to effectively squash it. And I bang the gavel. And let me tell you, you want to talk about a volcano of eruption of past masters. Basically, it was like chaos all at once. Everyone's talking. Everyone's flipping out. Before you go too far, uh, how close to being out were you? Was this like... November. Oh, so you only had two more. I had a month. Two more meetings, basically. Literally. And okay. this was, was brought up, and I basically said, no, I, we're not going to discuss it now. I will leave it up to the next master. And that answer was not good enough. And let me tell you, all unholy hell erupted. And I had a brother stand up in Lodge and said to me, point blank, no, you're going to fucking talk about it right now. And I took the gavel and I said, no, I'm not. And he, I banged the gavel again. And he still stood up and said, we're going to discuss this or I'm fucking done with this lodge. It got nasty. And I said, are you seriously threatening me right now as master? And I banged the gavel again to bring the, the craft to order. And it didn't happen. What ended up happening was eventually everybody calmed down. But I looked right at Warshaw Brother Phil, who was my senior deacon at the time. And I'm like, get ready, dude. <laughs> now, mind you, I also want to add at this point, Warshaw Brother Phil was a two-tour combat vet of Iraq. <laughs> so he looked right at me and he we pretty much had an, an understanding of what was about to happen if this went sideways. It, luckily, everything calmed down. This particular brother stormed out of the lodge after it was after I had closed, and I closed very rapidly afterward. And it was eventually brought to who was the grand junior steward at the time, who recently just got finished doing his grand master route. Uh, 
our you know past most worshipful grandmaster marshall and he was the one who actually did the what do you want to call it the preliminary preliminary hearing preliminary hearing and this particular brother basically admitted, yeah, I was wrong. I stood up. I did it. I shouldn't have done it. We had a meeting downstairs in the church, and we were in the room, and it was basically ironed out where we shook hands after, but that brother never came back to Lodge again. No, it, Unfortunately, it, uh, that he didn't come back to Lodge, because I would have loved to him see us. I would love for him to see us what we are now. Yeah. And I mean, realize... It's water uh, under the bridge at that point. It's water under the bridge. Now, you apologize. With, our Lodge is mostly... Uh, second shift guys where the Saturday meeting is our big show. It was the right. greatest thing that, it, right. I, I mean, I didn't see wh- how so, it got to that. My question would be, um, now, because you as master were filing, is that why? I didn't file. I want to make this clear. I oh, never, did not I file. never filed a Masonic charge. I had brought it up. I had set it to so another like past master who kind of put his man. ass on fire, but I never filed a Masonic charge on this man because why? He was a past district deputy, and the last thing I ever want to do is taint another Mason's record. I never want to ruin his reputation as a Mason. So I scheduled what I called a sit-down. Let's discuss it and get it out so of the you table. you just did uh, I handled it. it became before it became an issue official uh to to tie back into our podcast before it became an actual right. official uh, no i can't speak i got you. um official masonic charge i passed it to you you basically yeah i know fuck you um <laughs> you basically had a sit down with a member of grand correct. lodge now mind you to if we discuss it before it became anything correct that now mind you one of two things had he a blown off that little discussion meeting and or B showed up and said, "Go fuck yourself." It would have turned into something a lot more important. Yeah, and the, I have the charges would have gotten filed. The charges yeah. would have gotten filed, and guarantee, guarantee you, I would have won on that one. Guarantee well, you, he disrupted. You, it, you had a lodge. Full he of disrupted. Mason that could vouch for it. He, yeah. Well, not only that, he also disrupted an entire lodge meeting in the middle of it. It was ugly. But you know the, what? The, the, the best part of the whole thing is, though. The best part of the whole thing is. We shook hands as brothers after it was said and done. That's good. And, you and didn't that was the extent. On his Masonic career. What he did after that, you know, he ended up demitting out of the lodge, and he's a non-affiliated Mason now. But you know what? That's on him. But I am happy that I was able to shake hands with a brother and say, hey, I'm sorry. You guys can he said he's sorry, and it was fine. Yeah, and that was the end of my. That's pretty yeah, much the end of my story. It. That's it, exactly. Agree to disagree. I mean, mm-hmm. you, at a certain point, you're gonna butt heads. But you know what? And I, I let, I let time show that I was right. I yeah, was right actually, for yeah. fighting for That's the Saturday meetings. It's a bold meetings. statement to say it It's a bold way, statement, yeah, yes. I'm, I'm being kind it's of true. a facetious asshole. You are. You are. But a honestly, <laughs> a little bit. But honestly. But it's the truth. No, no, no. As a member it, of Morningstar, what I'll tell you is me, a member it, of Morningstar after all of this, I never, I obviously In hindsight, any of the this. Saturdays were the best fucking thing that happened I don't think I would be a member of this lodge if it wasn't for Saturday meetings. Correct. I'll be honest with you. I took a year off because the Thursday meetings were getting actually half of our brothers who work at Sikorsky. Yes, and that's that's why I said Second half shift. of more than half of no probably about half of our brothers who attend lodge regularly, if they attend a Thursday meeting, mm-hmm. it's because they actually took time off of off work, of work right? to attend it because we do do degrees. So honestly, then, yeah. in the end, I was right. Yeah. I, I 
I had a facetious asshole. It's all right. It's, it's fine. fine. I'll take as a visitor. I'll own Star. it. <laughs> I hey, love that you guys I'm, do sad. He's so humble too. <laughs> he's so so humble. And, and I'm not trying to not be humble. I'm Thank just you, simply Andrew. saying that for the for our lodge. By me sticking to my guns and keeping that Saturday meeting, it ended up making us what we are now, which is a lodge with 27 guys who show up almost every single night. For the most part, we're doing podcasts in our own home like we were in the upstairs of a freaking church. Nothing against churches, but we didn't have our own home. No, we had nothing at that We couldn't church, come so and we go. We had to pay extra for right. extra days. This well, podcast would have cost, cost us, every time we did a podcast, if this was the church, in the room upstairs yeah, for the church. To pay. So here I am doing time. the Scott Hall NWO fingers to Brother Joe. You're up. <laughs> wow. Okay. And he runs away from the table. So let's, <laughs> let's, let's think about a couple of things here. So... I've seen a lot of things. I've been a part of a few. Uh, I spoke about, I referenced one before where an open lodge, I believe it was my senior deacon, made a comment towards the junior warden where I had to clear the room. Because I, I stopped for a moment, and then actually, if I recall correctly, it happened during my interim year as master. Um, my first year as master, or interim year as master, I took over in March because our master passed away and mm-hmm. as senior warden, I took over. And when I say people will test you, man, they will test you. They will absolutely test you. So this happened. Boy, howdy. And the brothers are, are friends outside of lodge. They're very close friends. And that bled into what? the lodge. With, now, without, obviously, I, I'm not trying to ask for too many details. I just want to know what type of, what type of comment was made. Like where, uh, what? Like offensive. Sounds like, like you're personal. asking for details. I, I am. But I'd I rather know. not. I don't want to do. Too I'll tell you details, offline. What I want. Okay. I'll yeah, tell you I'm, offline. I'm I don't want it on the podcast. This is definitely for my own curiosity. Yeah. So I'll tell. I'll tell you offline. I'll tell you a full story offline. No. Yeah. Um. But and it also happened. They don't know I'm going to be recording. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Facebook I'm Live after <laughs> the podcast, Joe. This all happened with our. So it's my interim year. This interaction happens between the senior deacon and the junior warden. The AGM is in the room. Oh, boy. So I'm thinking to myself, so the comment is made and there's silence. That's a representative uh, of Grand Lodge, for those of you who may not know. Yes, our associate Grand Marshal, who uh, is in essence the driver for the district deputy. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, I used to call him my Robin or my bitch. No. (laughs) (laughs) So Lodge went silent. I had to process for a moment. Worship Brother Tom with a shout-out. He was my agent. No, oh, okay. I was going to say, he wasn't mine at the time. Uh, you probably know Dave from Washington. Eh. Oh, yeah, I know him. I know him. Yeah. yeah. Um, Continue. Sorry to mean to interrupt. That's okay. So I had to process and think about, oh, did this really just happen? And there was, it was probably like five seconds, but it felt like an hour. Uh, uh, relativity, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like... I have to address this. <laughs> hot iron, hot chick. So immediately, I just said to the junior warden, brother junior warden, how goes the hour? And we ended up going to refreshment. And I said, uh, you know, any, all the brothers, please exit the lodge room with the exception of the junior warden and the senior deacon. You will stay behind. So our AGM stayed behind, too. I said, all with the exception of the junior warden and the senior deacon. And he got it, gave me the nod. I said, all right, and he mm-hmm. respectfully let me handle it. You're the master. 
Yep. So I ripped into these guys. I ripped into them like I, I rarely ripped into anybody. I'm like, you're a principal officer of the lodge. You're trying to become a principal officer of the lodge. Like, right. what the hell just happened here? Either you squash it and we'll come back from refreshment and we'll discuss it later. Or one of you needs to go. And mm. I'm not having one of my principal officers go. Right. They decide to squash. They're like, well, this guy said that. I don't care. Can we squash it for the next? We got half hour left. Squash it. Let's get back. Right. So thankfully, they uh, they worked it out. And we ended up talking about it later. So we came back from refreshment. We continued. Neither one of them said a word the rest of the meeting. Um, so then it's funny because after the meeting was ended, I then cleared the room and said, okay, everybody leave the room with the exception of the senior warden, junior warden. And the AGM. Mm. So everybody left. We shut the doors, and I was like, all right, now what? No. Like, what do we need to do here? This happened in open lodge. 20 witnesses. Mm. So It's even worse if you have visitors. Yeah. And I believe we did. Yeah. Fairly a, certain we did, which is why I think handling lodge. it the way I handled it, it mm-hmm. sent a message of, no, this is not going to be tolerated. Right. And that's important as a master when you have to preserve harmony and you have to keep things going. Um, so we talked about it and good counsel from the AGM saying... You had a good district deputy beforehand who helped them out. I had I one, I I had one of the greatest on his district, district deputies deputy. ever <laughs> in the history of Freemasonry, not just Connecticut. There's like name George. Right in the middle of the story, he's got to toot his own horn or something. Since the initial builders. Uh, so I was a district deputy. <laughs> <laughs> well, deputy, I won't get into guy. those Masonic charges <laughs> that could have been brought. Not against you, but how I came into my time. Right. That's a whole different uh, thing. What it sounds uh, to me is, is we'll leave that one alone. Was we'll yeah, leave we're going to leave that completely alone. Um, but AGM gave good advice. Said, look, that's we know this brother. That's not him. Something's going on in his life that we need to dig into before you even broach the subject of charges or anything like that. Talk to the guy. Find out what's going on. Right. Spoke to him over a couple beers. Actually, a couple hours after it happened, and it was it was awkward because I wasn't. Ex- I was actually going to go out for a couple beers with the senior or the junior warden. Be like, what the heck happened? Mm. I walk into the bar before the junior warden's there, and the senior deacon's there. Yeah. So I call the junior warden. I'm like, nah, that's not a good bum, time. Bum, <laughs> bum. Not a good time. But we ended up we hashed it out, and there was some stuff going on outside. And, and problem I said, was solved. I said, here are your options. At the next stated communication, you will stand up and you will apologize to every brother in that room. Mm-hmm. And he's a very proud guy. He didn't want to do that. I said, or I've got no choice but to bring you up on charges. Right. Like you did this in front of 20 witnesses, our AGM. I have to handle this. Right. Because as interim master, I actually wanted to be the real master the next, next year. Right. So like, yeah, you, those are your options. Stand up and apologize and squash it and everybody will be fine. Or... I got to bring you up on charges. I have no other option. And you're a Mason. You can stand yeah. up and be the better man. There's no and, shame in that. And not for he nothing. chose option number one, thankfully. Mm-hmm. And he's... If I might just say on a side note, though, I was really pissed when they pulled your lodge from me. Because I really wanted to be your district deputy through that whole fucking oh. bullshit. Like, I really wanted to. Yeah. And they fucking yanked them from me. But whatever. But I had you for like three days. <laughs> no, it was a little bit into yeah, it. It was a couple weeks. Yeah, a couple because weeks. Because it, because so it, it sounds- happened specifically on April 6th, and usually mm-hmm. Grand Lodge 
is like the 23rd or so of April. Well, I still showed up even after yes. the whole thing. So yep. we, I was there for a little bit and then, you know, eventually, you know. So it sounds yeah. like you handled this conspicuously. Yes, which I think. Excellent aplomb, and yet George was not there. Oh. I don't know. It sounds like the AGM really. I think, yeah. you, well, I think you handled this I, expertly <laughs> on your own recognizance. I, will, I, will, I, I will not to he my own horn. Did. I got some he good counsel did. from my AGM and a prior few prior discussions and issues that happened when Right Worshipful Brother George was my district deputy, laid the foundation for my greatness as master. No, fuck. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, I actually... So enough, you didn't need to tune did, did you slip him a note of what to I say was, just yeah. now? No, 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 no. Well, while we're, while we're like blowing was that what that text a little was? bit of smoke, my <laughs> Worshipful Master is texting me as we're, he's, he knows we're here, and I won't say his last name, but he wants me to say Scott, Worshipful Master Scott David blank his last name is the greatest master in the, master in the history of masonry over and over and over again i just want to say this you know i want to say this in all seriousness you know you can edit that out if you want that's fine me and joe actually we had in the beginning with you know everything that was going on the situation at hand everything we had a, a pretty good rapport but i will say i uh, unfortunately had nothing to do with his interim master year and he fucking handled it awesomely on his own, and he did a hell of a fucking job. And I, I can't. Thank you. Thank I would you. never take credit for that. Joe did fucking awesome. He did an amazing job as master. So this is the ego building episode. No, no, no. This is the ego building. This is where we all lift another brother. Rocco, when we go offline and I answer Brother Dan's question, I'll tell you guys the situation. Yes, yeah, Rocco. I don't even think you know about it. It was, it was pretty. It was pretty I've bad. I've never heard anything. About it. Yeah. yeah, Joe will talk about it later. Yeah. Brother Ken, you're up. All right. Um, so I'm saving Jack for last. I don't. I don't, I don't have it. I, I am. <laughs> so unlike worshipful brother Joe, I am. I am a current sitting master of my lodge. Um, any issues Joey that I old. may or may not old, be Joe. dealing with currently, I am all. I will take the Fifth Amendment on. Nah. I Very just well. want to point out while we're talking about old, I'd like to point out how Wonderful Brother do. Jack Did I re- oh, yeah. pointed out we before. Oh, when I was turned 21 nine years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm probably the youngest in this room. You bunch of old you efforts, you. You might be the only other one. Okay, so, so Worshipful Brother Jack and I so plead the fizzy. you're going to decline. Yeah. You're going to take Actually, the fifth on that, Plead the fizzy. I think Fisty that's, bumps. that's probably the best. So. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to shut this off. We're going to go to a little bit of, uh, I guess, after hours, but... Uh, I'm going to call it the Battle of the Masters. What? Oh, so, for the Freemasons Podcast, I am your host, Right Worshipful oh, Brother George Mudry. Worshipful Brother Joe. A worship, uh, Jesus. Oh! Jumping oh! the gun a little bit. Oh! Oh! Self-promotion. Self-proclaim. Wow, I'm bringing up my charge. Just brother, just brother, Daniel. It's bad enough for you Italians try taking your freaking credit for St. Patty's <laughs> Day. I now you gotta I just want to make a note. I specifically wore my Italian horn down here. <laughs> oh my God! Oh. Last, last podcast. Your name doesn't even end in a vowel. There should be an A at the end. I don't know. Like the pasta? Like yeah, like the sauce. <laughs> hey, when you're saying your outro, make sure you add barili at the end of it. <laughs> right, worship brother George. Worship brother Joe. Brother Daniel. Worshipful brother Ken. Cat gingivitis. <laughs> Tarwood. Sorry, I cut you off. Sorry, brother Rocco. Brother Rocco. Worshipful brother Jack Burrell. All right, we'll see you later, guys. <laughs>